you have your Bible, you can turn to the Old Testament, Exodus, uh, second chapter. We'll be looking at verse 23 uh, to 25. God's word says at Exodus, second chapter, starting at verse 23. And it came to pass in process of time that the king of Egypt died. And the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage, and they cried, and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel and God have respect unto them. I'm going to label this message this morning, The Cruel Oppression. You see here, we pick up in Exodus, the children of Israel crying out. They're not in the best of times. Have you ever been in a situation where you felt like the world was against you? As you felt like nobody was on your side? And you're just crying out for help, hoping that somebody may hear your cry? It seems that every time you turn somewhere, it seems like somebody's against you. You're looking for a shoulder to cry on or an ally to be with you in this time of need. But it seems like nobody is coming forward. I can see the children of Israel crying out. Uh, earlier in the first chapter of Exodus says that the rulers of Egypt looked upon the children of Israel and were upset with the number increasing and growing. Say, hey, I fear them that they may come against us. And it says that the children of Israel were being fruitful and multiplying. They were enjoying their time in Egypt. And then bondage came. They made them slaves. But yet, what, what, Trump, what, what, what makes me look at this even more so, seeing the resilience of the children of Israel says they increased even more. Even in the time of oppression, they were still being fruitful and multiplying. But then it got to a point where they couldn't take it no more. And all they could do was cry out. Have you been there before? When there was nothing more you could do, but all you could do was cry out, I need some help. I don't know what to do. I'm about to lose my mind. I'm about to lose my house. I'm about to lose my children. I might even lose my help. I don't know what is going on. I need some help. You look through the phone book. They can't help you. You went to your neighbor. They can't help you. But I'm here to let you know there's someone. You can call on when times get rough. Life can become hard like the Israelites. You think that you had it made there. They, they came there first and foremost to survive. There was a famine going on. And due to Joseph and he, God using him, it saved not only the kingdom of Egypt, but everybody around there, they could come and they could prosper. But yet God told Abraham way back in the day, say, look, uh, your people will be in Egypt for some time. And, and then after that time, I will bring them out. 
And so they were in there for some time. And the time was coming for them to be brought out. But before they got brought out, they was going through some stuff. I want you to understand that you in life will go through some stuff. The enemy is seeing what he can do to stop you from having a good life. Uh, there's a new song out by Kanye West talking about the good life. In the song, he's not talking about a godly life, but he's talking about a good life. Talking about how he got money. How he goes here and he goes there, travels around the world. But yet, God has a good life for you. This good life may not compare to what you see on MTV Cribs. Or maybe the living in the life of the rich and famous. Or the people you see on E. Uh, but this good life will definitely mirror maybe David's life. Maybe Jesus' life. Maybe Paul's life. Maybe Ruth's. May, maybe uh, Esther's. You know, it may mirror their life. And now I said, those, some of y'all say, I don't know those people. That's all right. I might introduce you to a few of them tonight. Well, this morning, amen. I won't keep you tonight. <laughs> all right, make sure y'all are awake. See here, the people were there. And they cried out to God because it became rough on them. The enemy was coming against them. Now, previously in the second chapter, we hear a story about a baby. The baby's name is not given till later on, but the baby's name is Moses. And when Moses was born, the mother looked at the child and said, this child is special. There's something special about this child. And, and so the king was so scared of the Israelites, he made a decree that to kill all the boys, all of them. Now, why would Pharaoh... Want to kill a baby boy. This baby boy is no threat to Pharaoh. But yet, that's what the enemy does. Before you can even get started, he tries to kill you. Before you even know what liberty is, he tries to keep you in bondage. You see here, that's how the enemy sneaks up on us. Before we know our potential, our purpose... The power that we have, he tries to cut you before you can grow. A, 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 a movie that was very famous from when I was growing up was The Karate Kid. It was so famous they made two more movies after it. Doesn't mean it was good, but it, was just, it just made money. I liked it, though. I, I got the collection. And Karate Kid, Mr. Miyagi had a, had a bonsai tree. Bonsai trees are miniature trees. But how are they miniature trees? Because before they can grow, they cut the sap root so it can no longer grow. The enemy tries to keep you in bondage to stop you from tapping in to your potential so you will not grow. But catch this. Pharaoh thought he stopped the people, but they were still growing. Catch it. They did not stop from growing. Though the enemy was trying to stop them with God for them, who could be against them? You see, God made a promise with Abraham. In Genesis 15 chapter, you can see it. Verse 13 and 14, he tells them, look, I will redeem your people. I will bring them out. You need some help? I'll read it for you. Genesis 
15th chapter, looking at verse 13 and 14, God is letting Abraham know about a great promise he's given him. God's awesome word says, and he said unto Abram, his name was Abram before then, a little Bible history for you, know of a surety that the seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. He gave them a timeline. He told them what they were going to go through, but yet, check this out, and also that nation whom you shall serve will I judge. He said, even though they will persecute you, don't worry about it. I'll take care of them. And afterwards shall they come out with great substance. You see, God will never take you through something he can't bring out. The enemy thinks he can stop you. But the enemy does, is, 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 is lacking the understanding that when you trust on God, he can pull you through. And the enemy's banking on that you will doubt him, that you won't believe in him. The enemy thinks that if I can get you just enough, you'll waver. That's why we got to go by faith. We may not see deliverance right there ahead of us. Uh, the Bible did say for 400 years, <laughs> they'll be in bondage for some time, y'all. It, it wasn't just uh, maybe a couple of months. It won't be say, oh, I'll wait till next year. Sometimes you just got to hold on and just hold out and just trust on to God all the way through. It may not come as quick as you want it to. You may not even see the sun shine and be some but cloudy days for a long time. But I want you to know that the sun is still behind the clouds. And guess what? The sun still is going to rise. So keep on holding on. Cloudy days won't last always. See, we go through some rough times that we get in bondage. And look here in the mirror here. The baby cries. See, the mother sees baby Moses. And the mother realized that I'm going to try to hide baby Moses as long as I can. It says she hides him for three months. But then the king got wise to look at first chapter. He said, hey, uh, midwives, uh, how come y'all not killing these baby boys? <laughs> now, I want you to understand the Bible has a lot of truth in it, but also the Bible does have lies in there, too. Because the midwives, they lied. <laughs> they said, oh, master, Pharaoh, those, those wives are stronger than the mother of Egyptian wives. They, they, they have the birth before we get there. They lied. They said, the Bible says, look in it, look in it, it says they fear God over Pharaoh so they would not kill the babies. I just want to point that out to you. The Bible is real, y'all. It has everything in it. They lied, but yet God blessed them. Now, I'm not saying it's good to lie. I just want to make it clear to you. But yet it shows us that they chose God over Pharaoh and God, how great God's mercy is. And he said, God bless their household. He said, it bless their family. But you see here, Pharaoh realized that my plan is not working. I want you to understand, the enemy is going to try what he can to stop you. But the enemy's plans cannot work against you when you stay in God's will. See, that's the thing. We got to stay in God's will. 
And so the mother hides Moses. Then she realizes she can't hide him no more, so she makes a basket and, and makes it to float in the Nile River. And what I like about this is the mother's so smart that she loves her son so much, she makes sure that he has somebody looking out for him. She sends his sister, her daughter, to watch the basket. You see, when you're going through stuff in your life, it may feel like you're all alone. But I want you to understand that God can send people that can keep an eye out for you. That can speak up when you can't speak up for yourself. I, I, I got a witness here. You see, Moses here could not speak on his own. But his sister came up and said, hey, that's one of them Hebrew boys. I can go get somebody to take care of him. And who is that somebody? Her mama and Moses' mama. She gets to raise up her beautiful boy. Ain't that something? You see how the mother loved her son. God brought him back to her. But now it's not, it's, it's not possibly known the mother knew how much potential was in this baby, Moses. But she knew there was something special about this child. You may look in the mirror daily and you may not know how much is in you. But I want you to know there's something special in you. It's special. Why? Because God has put it in you. And if God has put something in you, whatever comes from a great God has to be great. I wish I had some help this morning. You see, God does not give you something that's of no purpose. He gives you something that's of great purpose. Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branch. And he says, when you hold on to me, you will give fruit. Some 60, some 100 fold. He didn't say just a little bit of fruit, but a whole lot of fruit. See, God is into the multiplication factor. <laughs> he multiply. He don't just add. He tries to give you the square root of stuff. He tries to go above and beyond. Even Job realized that God blessed him more than what he already had. And Job was doing well for the time. He was the richest man in the land. But he found out he wasn't the richest. God was. See, the enemy can't stop you. And so you see here, what I like here is that even this, who came to Moses' aid? It was Pharaoh's daughter. Hold up. Wait a minute. Pharaoh trying to kill all the Hebrew boys. But yet God used the enemy, I was asked some help here, to help out his people. Don't be ever afraid. They sang the song, the Lord is my shepherd. You can go anywhere you want, but when you have God on your side, whoever is against you, God can have them be on your side. You never know who you're meeting. They probably were against you, but God had it worked out for your advantage. Just as Joseph, he said, well, Miss Brothers, what you meant for my bad, God meant for good. You see here, Moses' cry was heard by the enemy who became his friend, ultimately his mother. The children of Israel cry was heard by God, their father, who's also their deliverer. Both cries were heard and both were delivered from peril. Y'all see here, Moses' cry was heard, he was delivered. The children of Israel cried out to God, and yes, did he hear them? Yes, he did. 
And did he move? Yes, he did move. Why? Because God is full of compassion. God is full of compassion. He remembered the promise that he had. I want you to grab grab this, that even when you're in bondage, realize this, that God can deliver you. He knows what you're going through. Jesus says this. Jesus says, it talks about how Jesus was, that he was tempted, just as every man was. So that way he knows what you're going through. He gives us how to make, he told the disciples, pray. So he said, not fall into temptation, for the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. You see, when the time comes, when you're getting time, he told them out to pray. What did the people do? They cried out. They were praying to God, and God heard their cry. And he remembered his promise. I'm glad God never forgets how great his grace is, how faithful he is. Faithful, meaning he'll do what he said he will do. He will get it done. Now, the problem is with us that we want it done when we want it done. But he already told Abraham that say it's going to be for 100 years. <laughs> I want you to understand, we don't know when Christ is going to come back. But he's coming back. Deliverance is on the way. Deliverance from what? From this world of sin. But yet you can be delivered right now. You may be in bondage just like the children of Israel. What, what do you mean in bondage? You are living in sin. And you're trying to say, how can I make it out of this bondage? Jesus said, who the Son sets free is free indeed. How we can come and say, Lord, I surrender all to you. I don't want to live for myself no longer. But I want to live for you. And it's amazing how your perspective changes. That you no longer see bondage around you. But you see liberation. What do you mean how you see liberation? You can look at the TV and change the channel and say, I no longer desire to watch that anymore. You can change the radio and say, I, do, I desire to li- no longer to listen to this anymore. You can change your conversation and say, I don't talk like that anymore. You can change your friends and say, I don't hang out with people like that anymore. You see, instead of seeing all this corruption around me, you can see all this deliverance from me. You say, Lord, I've changed my ways. I've changed my heart. I've changed my attitude. So I, I learned how to live a single life. I learned how to live a married life. I learned how to be a good student in school, how to be a great employer at my job. You see, we can learn how to honor God in no matter the situation we're in. Because why? God can help us be prosperous. Look, look. The people were grown and multiplying. Moses was able to be redeemed redeemed out of the Nile River because if nobody came by the Nile River, an alligator came and took care of him. And his mama knew that, so she said, look, look, hey, hey, check out, make sure somebody gets there. God knows exactly how to look out for us when we cannot look out for ourselves. And you see here, Moses was being worked on in the meantime. You see, we may not see the deliverance coming, but deliverance is on the way. You may not know who is going to come on your behalf, but guess what? Know that God will send somebody to help you out. 
It may be a letter that comes in the mail that helps you out. It may be a stranger that's knocking on your door blessing you. It may be somebody pulled over on the side of the street because they saw you had a flat tire. They helped you out. Don't know your name. It may be anybody or, you know, or any stranger that can help you out. Moses didn't know Pharaoh's daughter, but yet she came to know Moses. The people didn't know deliverance was on their way, but yet God was sending it on their way because they were crying out because of their bondage. I, we used to be too, like the children used to be sick and tired of being in bondage of sin. We used to be tired of it and be crying out to God, Lord, I need redemption. We should change our hearts and our minds. And say, Father, how can we glorify you? Jesus came to redeem us. He came to free us from a life of sin. Even while you're still here on this world, and yes, sin is running rampant. The enemy is trying to send temptation all your way. Whether it be idle gods, whether it be uh, 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 other kind of relationships or drugs or alcohol, or maybe he's like, he just continues to give you food for that gossiping tongue. We have to fight the enemy and say, Lord, I desire to worship you. Lord, I desire to humble myself before you. And I don't want to be a slave to sin no longer. He'll be a slave to Jesus Christ. See, God is going to take them out of bondage and take them into the promised land. God has a promise for each one of you in your life. What is it that he has promised you? And I'm asking you because only you know. I can't tell you. Unless he revealed it to me, but he didn't reveal it to me. That's why I'm not telling you. Hello, somebody. But the Holy Spirit hears from God. Are you submitting to the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit told you don't go out last night. The Holy Spirit told you to hang up the phone. Holy Spirit told you to call somebody. Holy Spirit said you should take this job. But are we listening? Or are we being a slave to the flesh that we give into every evil desire, every waking calling of the flesh? We feed our eyes and we feed our belly and understanding that this body is going to perish. We need to feed the spirit for that will live forever. Bondage, oppression that the enemy is trying to put on us does not have to last forever. There is a redeemer. His name is Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins. So we no longer have to live in bondage and slavery. We can cry out. The Bible says, for every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And what I also like to the Bible says that everyone that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Salvation is for all. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. The whomsoever believe in shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So God can look down upon you, just as he did of the children of Israel, and have a great compassion towards you. The King James says respect towards her. He can have great compassion towards you and deliver you from that life of bondage, from that life of sin, and free you to go out and do more work for God and see how you can live free right here. Because why? This is not your home. We are citizens now in heaven. 
through Christ Jesus. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Right now, here's an opportunity for you if you never before. Confess Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. He can free you from this bondage of sin, this life of sin, and show you a brand new life, the promise of eternal life that's through Christ Jesus. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So before you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, right now with every head bowed, every eyes closed, this is you for the first time you confess Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. We want to lead you in this prayer saying, dear Lord Jesus, that's right, dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sin. And I believe you rose again on the third day with all power in your hands. And Jesus, I thank you for forgiving me for all my sins. And Jesus, I'm inviting you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. I thank you for saving me. I thank you for forgiving me. 